May 30th, 2020, peaceful Black Lives Matter march in the city of Wilmington. And then, like other cities, all hell broke loose. On the scene, two WDEL reporters. Mike Phillips was the first one to show up. I've asked them both to be in the studio, just talk about this. Hey, Mike. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you guys accepted. Also, Sean Green's here. Good afternoon. Uh, Sean's story is more bloody, so we'll start with Mike. Hey, I, I, there's, I got a, I got a bloody segment of mine too. I mean, actually, I, ne- I never my, had, just wasn't my, yeah, I, I never had blood. Oh yeah, but uh, did you get punched too? Mike? No, I just found a bloody shoe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Eww. That was I. Okay, let's start from the beginning, shall so, we? So <laughs> you got you got the assignment and go cover the peaceful march. Correct. And uh, so went to downtown, got done doing beach traffic that morning, uh, went downtown, set up shop. The, the, the group had started to move down Delaware Avenue out of Rodney Square. So I set up on Delaware Avenue. I was just trying to find points to get, you know, good video of the march. Um, they went west. I want to say I went down Washington Street, uh, set up down around maybe 5th or 6th on Washington. That that kind of is a decline and I had a real good photo vantage point video vantage point of the of the people coming down set up low on the street um, then they went east on fourth towards Wilmington police headquarters so I looped around and got around the police headquarters uh, put up my camera across the street at Chase thought things might get a little raucous there I mean there were barricades the people were up against the barricades it was getting um, I felt a little bit more tension there at police headquarters. The police had come out. They were in riot gear. Um, but at some point, they invited, and I don't recall the person, but they they invited someone to go up on the roof of Wilmington Police Headquarters and use a bullhorn to talk to the masses. Gave them their opportunity to speak their mind, and boy, did he. Um now, this is a guy who's who is marching in support of Black Lives Matter. Correct. And, and you know, some question as to who exactly was leading this effort, but, you know, that person clearly was someone who was involved, mm-hmm. let's put it that way, and uh, said their piece. Um, they were there for quite a while and then started to move south on Walnut. And the conventional wisdom from law enforcement at that point was that they might be headed to the Acme shopping complex that is uh, between South Walnut and South Market Street. Mm-hmm. So police flooded that area. Wait, 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 you mean ShopRite? ShopRite. Shop Shop sorry. Yeah. sorry, ShopRite complex. And that has a name, and I can't remember the name of the whole complex. Police flooded that parking lot. Uh, basically shut the shop right down. So I was sitting there, I was kind of getting prepared, and after, I don't know, what seemed like 20 minutes or so, nobody showed up. And then I start hearing on my police scanner that they are on MLK Boulevard headed towards I-95. And that's kind of when things got a little bit more interesting because now you've got um, not just the Wilmington police getting involved, but the Delaware State Police as well. So I uh, made my way back up into the city, and um, I was kind of running parallel, I think, on 2nd Street, 
kind of watching the group make their way to MLK Boulevard, not knowing, you know, that was their intention to go on the interstate or not, which they did, clearly. They went up the ramps, and uh, so I set up, I believe, on the 6th Street overpass, Uh and that's where I spent probably the next, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, hour, uh, reporting on what was going on over the interstate. They moved on to the interstate, um, and that's where things started to get a little unnerving from an observation standpoint, because you had you had the Black Lives Matters marchers on the interstate. You had some people in vehicles who clearly couldn't give a rat's tail about who was out on the road. They wanted to get past these people. people yeah, they just wanted. And to it get, really increased. It really increased the potential for you know somebody getting hit by a car. Um, at that point, state police shut everything down they just they shut it off uh at the 495 split and i believe back in 202 um to prevent exactly that kind of an incident from possibly escalating things um and then uh so they shut the roadway down they were using barrels and then at that point um kind of confrontation what time of day was that now well, well, sometime around noon, maybe. Around noon? Well, and I'll say this is when I come into the yeah, situation Sean... because I get, I you know, because I'm social media guy. Yeah. I start seeing they're on Martin Luther King Boulevard heading towards I-95. So while he's, I, I, I don't know where Phillips exactly is, but I <laughs> we sense, found each other. Though. But I sense he is behind. <laughs> yeah. So my thinking is I need to get in front. I live north of Wilmington, so my initial thought was if they're heading to 95. And most likely they're going to get onto the northbound side because you're not going to go southbound down towards Frawley. Sure. I decide to jump on South 95 from Marsh Road, and I get down to Maryland Avenue right as they're beginning to shut down the roadway. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're funneling us off the Maryland Avenue, but we're gridlocked, at least temporarily, because, A, you can't get past there, and, B, there were people on that side of the road by that point. Yeah, this is pre-restore so, the corridor, by the way. Yeah, so yeah. we had everything still open. So, but there was some construction going on on 95. Yeah. So before Sean continues question, hundreds of people or thousands of people? Mike, what were you seeing? I probably would have said 500 to 750 maybe, somewhere in that range. Really tough to tell because... It, it kind of ebbed and flowed, Rick. I mean, yeah. I would say probably full. T- I would say down around police headquarters, I'd give it a thousand. Yeah, but not everybody. Once it got to the interstate, a lot of people were kind of like, "Okay, I may not cut two fifty showing on." The I'd interstate. go hundred. I'd say it was closer to. By the time I got there, and I don't know if some people went on the interstate and went, "Oh, this was fun," and then left. Yeah, yeah. but I by mean, the time kinda, I get there, yeah. it was about a hundred. Right. So where were they going? How'd they get off, and where'd they go? Well, they were on. They were on ninety five. They were beating on construction barrels. They were they were chanting, and then the police at some point said, "All right, you've had your piece. We need to get the roadway reopened." And a moment on my Instagram that I I took because I knew Mike was doing Facebook Live, so I you know, I didn't need to do that. So I took an Instagram Live of the protesters actually fist bumping the police, like "Thank you for making this a, a peaceful day." Yeah. And Everyone was agreeable, and they had said their piece, and they started marching their way up the Delaware Avenue ramp. So then the interstate is open, and I remember I was walking back with a couple of other reporters heading back to Rodney Square just to make sure there wasn't going to be a second rung. And I think that's where we we fir- I first saw you on the top of a yeah. Fifth or Seventh Street. Yeah. But then I think we both went back towards Rodney Square, and then I doubled back because my car was actually on Jackson. Yeah. Because I, I I ditched my car as soon as I got into the city. And one thing, to, one thing that Sean didn't mention here that um, I believe 
you witnessed was one of the Delaware State Police officers went and got a, a little bit of a heavier armament. I don't know if it was a uh, smoke grenade gun or, or something a little bigger, shall we say. And the protesters told him, you don't need that. And to their credit, nothing escalated. The trooper went back, put it back in his car, and, and yeah, it led to the fist bumps and... Um, it it was it was pretty it was pretty amazing to watch. It was I mean, mellow. It, in other words, it, I it was know, now I no. wouldn't call it mellow. There was, no. there, there, was, was tension. Tension, there was tension, but it was. I'll tell you what. I mean, I think back to that moment. And I'm like, you know, it could have gone terribly wrong right there. It, you know, if just one side or the other had just pushed it a little too far, but it didn't, and that's what. Uh, and and you know, at that point, I'm kind of like, okay, this. this and at what time of day was that? Two o'clock. About two o'clock. Was it? About yeah, two you, o'clock. Got, you got a good. Okay. So, yeah. so uh, I went home. So Mike went home. And <laughs> I, Sean? Went, I went to the station because I needed, I wanted to dump a little bit of my video. And then I'm like, well, I had my car. I'm getting a station vehicle. So right. I came back and then I went home because I'm like, all right, I've got my car in case something happens. But, you know, we're, you know, I'm scheduled to do something remotely that night. So I'm not going anywhere. Okay. But then I get a message from a friend at 530. What's going on at the Trolley Square Acme? And I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't listening to the police scanner. So, of course, I take my now re-fully charged cell phone and go to the trolley square. I tell Phillips that I'm going to the trolley square Acme. And I go to the trolley square Acme where I've got an empty parking lot and some broken pots or uh, yeah, uh, flower pots and yeah. some like minor damage. But there's no one there. And I, and I asked the people, like, what happened here? And, of course, they didn't want to answer any of that. I'm like, where did they go? And they're like, towards Center City. So then I've got to make the decision, all right, do I just go, all right, well, that was nice, or do I go find them? So you I just... decided to go find them. I went down went down Delaware Avenue or Pennsylvania Avenue onto Delaware Avenue and made realized there was a little bit of a commotion on Market Street, which meant I couldn't get there. So I went down Shipley Street, which is the block right next to it, and then started hearing more and more noise as I was working my way down towards 6th. And decided, all right, there's a lot of noise here. I'm going to park the car and get out. Get midway between Shipley and Market on 6th, and I hear this loud roar. Quickly turn around the corner, and there are things being thrown into the DTLR shoe store. Yeah. That was the first, if you've seen my video, that's the first looting that I show in that 52-minute video. Of people, you know, destroying and, and stealing that was, that things was from the like What six o'clock? Six thirty? This is about six thirty. About six thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. Man. So th- I throw. I take a couple of pictures for social media just to start and click record on on the Facebook Live, and the next fifty minutes have been are are fully documented by video. That, just uh, looting and rioting and uh, yeah, the, the looting of the DTLR. They were able to get that to stop, and then they start marching their way up Market Street towards Rodney Square. And they stop at, I believe it's at 7th Street, where there's a T-Mobile. And they're throwing bricks. They're throwing a full-fledged bicycle at the windows. And finally, they get it shattered. And now you've got, instead of shoes raining out of a store, you've got cell phone covers and chargers and and who knows what else. You know, full-fledged looting of the T-Mobile. Meanwhile, the brouhaha next door, not touched. Yeah. Whatever stores were to the right, not touched. They were just, for whatever reason, aiming at this T-Mobile. 
Well, it's, it's to steal stuff that you could resell or, yep. you know, not traceable, I suppose. I don't know, just yep. where you can grab. After about maybe five or seven minutes there, I noticed out of the corner of my right eye looking towards the south, coming up the Market Street Hill is a line of SWAT officers. And I mean, they are going snail's pace. Legitimately, you know, maybe one, one length of the shoe at a time with each step. But they're slowly working their way to the crowd. And eventually they get close enough that everyone starts leaving the T-Mobile and starts making their way up the street to 9th Street, where then they shift them off of Market Street onto 9th Street. And that's where a standoff then takes place because you have the officers lined up parallel with Market Street, blocking off Market, and people are in the face of the officers screaming words that cannot be aired by my mouth. No, the FCC won't Go, let you. Going nose-to-nose, saying this to officers, like, you are... Shouting all sorts you know, of You are, and epithets. then insert the most vile thing you can possibly think of. Yeah. And the officers just standing there and taking it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, I'm sure there's this police academy training, but I'm thinking to myself, how in the world are these officers not reacting? Training. You know. I mean, but, you know, you're still a human being at some point. Well. So that happens, and then at some point, things loosen a little bit, and some people start getting their way back on the Market Street, and they start going back down the hill, and they get to the DTLR where two SWAT officers are blocking that door, and I see a group of people yelling at those officers, again, spewing out all those vile things, and there was a lady in a Delaware State Hornets hoodie, and I remember the hoodie because I'm a sports guy, and you know, she's the one screaming the loudest of things. So I shoot that, and then I hear a roar behind me at Fifth Street, and at this point I am just running to anything that sounds like a roar, except now I'm running to it. Yeah. At Fifth and Market, there's the Merchant Bar on one side, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember what the store on was on the other That's side. That's fine. But now you've got... Two sets of looting going on at the same time. They're throwing rocks and pots and everything at at the merchant bar, and I decide to set up there in front of the SWAT officers because I don't want them blocking my view. And at some point, I hear the word snitch. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And less than a minute later, someone comes from my right. I don't see it because I'm I'm focused on my camera and making sure I've got it steady and, and getting what, you know, documenting the event someone apparently throws a straight right right into my left eye not hitting the bone hitting the eyeball Ooh, damn i go down facebook live over after 52 minutes and uh, you were able to track where your phone went because they stole your phone yeah well yeah eventually we were able to i mean you can go back and check the pinging of where your phone has last been and it was last seen in a town Midway on the Atlantic City Expressway to Atlantic City. So we know that some riders came from out of town, some were here. Yeah, some, some, yeah, whoever had the phone didn't live somewhere in South Jersey in the direction of Atlantic City. And Mike Phillips, is that when you came back to town to cover this? Well, I, when I heard Sean was headed back in, I knew that he had backed me up earlier, so I felt compelled to <laughs> come in and have his back. So yeah, so I got into town. Um, things were already starting to break down. By the time I got set up, I found I found where Sean parked on Shipley. I was frankly a little concerned about you know the station vehicles at that point, you know their safety. So I, I parked right next to that and thought I'd just kind of kind of stay in this zone. Now when I first got there and and 
Sean talked about the looting of the shoe store. First thing I found was a shoe with blood all over it in the middle of Shipley Street. I'm like, well, this can't be good. No. But my guess is that somebody in their attempt to, you know, get into or out of the store, cut themselves and then bled on the shoe and left it behind. It was it was something, you know, just one of those visuals from that event. But I generally I took the shoe over to I took the shoe to a police officer. I don't know Police officer looked at me like, "What do you want me to do with it? There's not, there's not a foot in it." So I, not, I know, right? You know, I mean, it was just there were other things, but I that's what I thought to do. And I saw Sean. Sean was kind of in this wave of people, kind of moving down Market Street at that point. I'm like, "All right, well, Sean's here. I'm going to go back over to Shipley and hang out with the vehicles." And therein lies the difference. Sean, the group of people I saw that Sean was following. They were angry. They were angry. They were violent. And they meant business. Uh, uh, what I found when I was over on Shipley, I mean, we were only two, three blocks away from each other. It was like a different world. Yeah. It was. I mean, I witnessed the looting of the pawn shop, but it. it I never felt, to this day, I never felt any sort of uh, fear that I was going to get hit. You know, I mean, I had my phone taken from me, but it was it was kind of a chance opportunity. It wasn't like, you know, in Sean's case, they pointed to him as like, hey. They punched him. You know, you For know. you, they, was, it was a sneak thief? Yeah, well, actually, no, he came right at me. I wasn't panicked. I was watching my feed, and he walked right up. The, my daughter my daughter uh, berated me for not having a pop socket on my phone that I could have had a better grip. Well, there you go. So, so he so came up to you and just took the phone and yeah, ran away? he just away. took it and ran yeah. it. I mean, the last thing you can hear on my feed is, come on, man. Yeah, it um, seems so much longer than than a year ago, but that's what it was. And I, I also wonder: have uh, have the Wilmington City Police or the State Police have they followed up on any of this stuff? Because the video is omnipresent. If they want to uh, go and arrest people and charge them, I spoke to a Wilmington police officer the next day, who told me, "I'll have a lineup for you the next day of possible suspects." I have not heard from that officer in a year. I have not heard from the Wilmington police chief. Keep in mind, there were three SWAT officers who were right behind me when I got punched. You know, they're not blind. They didn't, they didn't say no anything? No reaction. None. None. No help? No, no help. No nothing. nothing. It, was, it was spectators who were, who were watching the scenes who came over and a couple of news journal reporters who came over and helped. They helped you up off the ground? Yes. But not the cops? Not the cops. Cops, nope. They did not want to get involved one little bit. And then I had to listen to the mayor of the city of Wilmington come on this program and say that nobody was hurt. I had to listen to Chris Johnson, a Wilmington city councilman with some stature, say nobody was hurt. They both lied. I got hurt. There was a fight in front of another store. Those There were injuries there, I'm sure. They wanted to cover things up and say that nobody got hurt, and they are wrong. Appreciate your time. And when something does happen like this, the WDL News is there. No, and I'm thankful that Phillips was there, that those New Journal reporters, Jeannie Kang, who's now at the Kansas City Star and doing great work, and Bill Bretzker, a fantastic photographer, came over and made sure I was okay. And I'm like, look, you guys have a job to do. Go you know, go do your job. I was doing mine. But but so much for serving and protecting. No, I, I yeah. don't believe that. No. Yeah. They, they didn't do it that day for me. And I just want to know also, are they going to go after and, and prosecute these people? I think the answer is no. And we have a state attorney general who has no interest in prosecuting 
rioters well, and criminals like that. And the thing that I'm most interested in, and for all the things in that video, and the thing I didn't mention is, as I was walking up and down, I tried to have some conversations with people that were on the street. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, like, Why are you here? Yeah, what are you here? What do you want people to know? You asked all the great questions. You really like, did. And that's like, and some someone asked me, well, like, why didn't you confront them? No, I just wanted to hear what they had. Just like, that's the exactly. important thing. This isn't a confrontational thing. This is what are you doing? Here? It's reporting exactly. I mean, and you, know, you, and you guys did, and you guys did great work. We did great work too. Sean Green and Mike Phillips. Thanks so much for sharing for a year ago in the riot yeah. in Wilmington. Thank you.